Welcome back, one and all, to Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. We made it to episode 10. We did it. I think we're doing something good. I'm excited. I must be doing something right to make it to episode 10, or I'm just a very determined podcast host. So, hey, we did it. That's what counts. Guys, we have a fun show going on. There's a lot of changes happening for Denny Thinks He Knows. We're getting some upgrades, uh, but we have to have patience. I got a new Boom Swing mic for the holidays. Very excited about that. But the clip does not fit the original mic. The mic is too big for the clip. And the table. The table's too thick for the clamp to hook on for the boom mic. So what do I do? I get a new mic. Thank you, Road Mike. If they want the shout-out, they got it. And I got a broken table. Shout-out Amazon for the broken table. I don't know if they want it or not. But uh, I'm excited to get a new table that will fit the clamp for the boom mic. And I know the mic will fit the boom swing. So... We're we're making headway here at Denny Thinks He Knows. It's just, it's taking a little bit of time. But we got so many fun things in the meantime to cover. The NFL, all the moves happening in Major League Baseball. We have a very special guest of mine, my good friend Mitchell Mack. Comedian, impressionist extraordinaire. He's going to be covering the NBA with us today. We have fantasy updates. We have another special guest that we'll reveal later in the show. We we just got so many good things going on. I'm so excited for you guys to watch. Without any further ado, let's jump on in, shall we? First segment on First Up, we have the NFL. And wow, 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 there were some good matchups this past weekend. Buffalo beating Baltimore, KC beating Cleveland. Cleveland gave a lot of fight in that game. I I thought that was going to be a butt whooping. So props to Cleveland. I will give them that. They really fought their tail off. But in the end, it's going to be Buffalo and Kansas City representing the AFC Championship game. And I think KC will pull it off. Meanwhile, in the NFC, we have Green Bay beating the Rams, Tampa Bay beating New Orleans. Hey, I went three for four this week. I got everything right except I thought New Orleans was going to pull it off against Tampa Bay. They did not. Tampa Bay won. It's going to make for a great Rodgers-Tom Brady matchup this weekend, guys. I think Green Bay takes it. So with that being said, I think it's going to be KC, Green Bay, as we talked about last weekend. And for any new listeners, I think Green Bay takes the whole cheesecake. So that is, of course, all the matchups we have. In regards to player movement, we have Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston. Houston saying, sure, for three round, three f- future first-round draft picks. That's a pretty steep that's a pretty steep price. Three first-round draft picks? Yikes. But you're getting Deshaun Watson, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think New Orleans does it. I'm just going to go out there and say it. We've had some pretty crazy things happen today. Um, Philip Rivers retired um, from the NFL after 17 seasons. And Drew Brees, he's retired. Crazy how those bo- both of them were on the same team for the Chargers. Almost two decades ago, and they both retire, go out at the same time. Well, I think New Orleans is going to pull Deshaun Watson. They already have so many weapons over for the Saints' offense. I think adding Watson is just going to make them a scary team to have to face. Urban Meyer joins the Jacksonville Jaguars. I called that. I said 
Urban was going to go. I know it was down to a couple teams, but I just felt good about Jacksonville. And why do I feel so good? He has that number one draft pick. Trevor Lawrence is in his is in his sights. So he gets to start over with a brand new starting quarterback. They got talented weapons on offense as well. I think he's going to build a winner over in Jacksonville. I really do. And they're actually excited to see it. I, I, I like Urban Meyer. And I think he's going to have the pieces in place to actually do some uh, some great work down there in Jacksonville. Speaking of my Pittsburgh Steelers, Randy Fickner is out the door. Randy, I'm sure you're a great guy. I'm excited that he's out. I'm ready for some new ideas for that offense. Ben Roethlisberger will return for at least just that one last year on his contract, if not more. And I really just feel like you need some new nuances in that offense to make the whole thing work. It was not working this past year. And, I mean, I'm just excited for new ideas instead of giving the ball right up the middle that the whole defense can predict. I'm ready for, you know, switch it up. Give me a little, give me a little razzle-dazzle. Give me a little Statue of Liberty. I, d- I just want to have some fun on offense, guys. It was not fun watching our offense this year. I'm sure Yins understand where I'm coming from. So excited for that. Seems like Matt Canada is going to be the new offensive coordinator, but they're taking their time to make that announcement, getting all the right pieces in place with all the other coaching departments on that offense. But looks like it's going to be Matt's offense to, of course, partner up with Big Ben and company. And I think they're going to make some great changes. Robert Griffin the third, and Mark Ingram, both released from the Baltimore Ravens. Not a big surprise. I even wonder if either of them will be able to pick up new contracts. They had some great moments in their careers. Very great moments. But I I kind of wonder if this is it for both of them. It's going to be uh, interesting to keep a note on throughout the offseason. But right now, I'd, I wouldn't even predict them going to another team. Uh, I think this might be uh, the end of their careers. But we'll see. Maybe not. I just... After watching them play this past year, when Robert had a chance with Baltimore and seeing what Mark Ingram was able to pull off with given opportunities, I just, I didn't see that spark that they once had earlier in their career, but time will tell. Heading right on over to Major League Baseball, I gotta pat myself on the back. I nailed the George Springer pick. I said he was heading over to Toronto. He's joining their outfield. Their outfield just got a whole lot better. Uh... Hopefully there's no there's no uh, no cheating that goes on. George Springer, of course, was a part of those uh, those teams that Houston rostered that banged on trash cans and cheated their way to a World Series victory. But you know what? The past is the past. Sometimes it's okay to bring up once in a while. But hopefully George Springer plays a clean game over in Toronto, and I think he will make their offense better. Of course, I already nailed the Francisco Lindor trade to the Mets, so. I'm just saying I've gotten a couple right so far this offseason. I'm looking forward to getting some more right in the future. Jose Quintana is heading over to the Angels. He's had a great career, spending time with the White Sox and Cubs. I think he has a chance to be a a nice middle-of-the-rotation type pitcher for the Angels. I still think they're going to get Trevor Bauer, which changes your whole dynamic of your rotation, but time will tell as all the other items that we talked about previously. 
but great addition for the Angels. Joe Musgrove heads over to the Padres. They are not done. They are just on a roll. Now, I thought Mike Clevenger was going to be ready. I actually did forget that he had Tommy John surgery and will be out for for a long time with Tommy John. So I'm sure they're hoping to get him back maybe maybe sometime throughout 2021. But good idea to pick up Joe as I think that just made their rotation just that much better, especially when Mike was to come back. They are really building up. I think they are definitely ready to take over that division, but that's what it looks like on paper. Always what counts is what's on the field, not what's on paper. Speaking of rotations, John Lester joins the Washington Nationals. See if John Lester has any more in the tank. Of course, he had some pretty dominant moments with the Red Sox and Cubs. So very, very uh, interesting to see what happens over for the Nats. DJ LeMay, who join, rejoins the Yankees, re-signs with them. He was already with them. I picked him to go to Toronto, but I think the Yanks uh, took advantage of a slower offseason. They got him on a pretty good deal, I believe $90 million, to keep him in the pinstripes. And speaking of the Yankees, they got Corey Kluber. That one hurts. I actually picked Corey Kluber to go over to the Padres where he first started his career, at least in the minor leagues. But he joins the Yankees nonetheless. Not going to be right to see one of my former Cleveland Indian stars, two-time Cy Young winner, play for the Yanks. But, hey, it's biz- It's a business, as they say. So just got to deal with it, you know. Um, with that two... Another former Cleveland Indian, someone I got wrong as well, Michael Brantley. I was really hoping he would re-sign with the Cleveland Indians. I thought he would sign with the Indians. He re-signs with the Houston Astros. So there goes that. And we have JT Remuto um, as my kind of highlighted player of the week. I think he's going to re-sign with the Phillies. The Phillies have already shown major interest in getting that deal done. I think it's just a matter of JT kind of maybe looking around, see if there's anything relatively even close to what the Phillies are offering. Last I believe I knew they were at around $100 million, so time will tell, but definitely one of the premier catchers in the league. Excited to see what he decides on doing. That is the Major League Baseball portion of First Up and heading right on over to the NBA. Very excited to introduce my good friend, Mitchell Mack. Mitchell, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And by the way, great baseball segment. That was phenomenal. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> a lot of moving pieces right now in the, in the puzzle of the offseason. We just got to try to keep up with, with the puzzle. Mm. Um, <laughs> Mitchell uh, and I actually go way back to last year when we first met at an open mic. Um, we both, of course, live in Los Angeles, and we both do impressions. And when you meet somebody that also does like, the same thing you do, such as impressions, it's exciting. It kind of looked like I was like staring in a mirror for a moment. <laughs> I don't know about you, Mitchell. Yeah, it, no, it was. It's definitely uh, refreshing, especially in stand-up, because I feel like everyone else hates impressions, you know? Or like, there's definitely like, it's like, ugh, impressions. Whereas like when I saw you, it was like, oh, impressions. <laughs> Yeah, it just, it was a magic moment that took place, and uh, friendship was, it was, was born. Exactly. In an instant. 
Um, so good. Uh, Mitchell is super talented, stand-up comedian, uh, of course, impressionist, and so many other things that I, I'll let you take the mic on, Mitchell. Um, we're going to, of course, be talking about basketball here, but if you like, kind of uh, let the listeners know a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, uh, well, I don't know why I can't think of anything about myself. Yeah, mainly, mainly just stand-up impressions, you know? Uh, out here in L.A., me and my wife and my dog, we have a great time. Uh, not, they're not a huge fan of basketball, so uh, it's rare that I can talk about basketball like this. So We all need an outlet. <laughs> exactly. I need this. I need this in my life. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just super stoked to be able to, you know, talk some sports, man. Oh, 100%. We're excited to have you on. Um, we're going to kick things off. And I always say kick things, but we're talking basketball, so we're going to tip things off, Mitchell. We're going to be real, real direct with our lingo <laughs> here. Um, right off, of course, the start, I want to ask you, what is your favorite team or teams in basketball? Well, I am, I've always been more of a player's guy. So, you know, most people are like, you know, hey, I'm born in Canton, so I like the Cleveland Cavaliers, which actually I'm from Cleveland. I'm from Canton, so I should like the Cavs. But right now, like, I'm a huge fan of Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. Uh, I love their game. And then I also love Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz. And right now, they are killing it. Uh, so, yeah, th those are my the two teams I watch the most right now, Mavericks and the Jazz. That's awesome. Those are two great teams that have a great shot at going all the way. Um, I, I think so, hopefully. I mean, right now the Jazz have a better chance. For some reason, the Mavs have been off. I feel like there was like so much hype for Luka yeah. this offseason, like MVP, MVP. And he just kind of came out and it was like if he forgot how to shoot or something. Like his shooting percentages were awful. But, but well, hopefully, hopefully he'll pick it up, you know? For sure. In all fairness, it was a weird offseason. <laughs> so for any. Yeah, yeah. For some teams, it was like a whole year. And for some teams, it was like a month. <laughs> Fans are like, what happened to you? They're like, have you watched the news? <laughs> what hasn't happened to all of us? <laughs> um, speaking of, of course, going all the way, love to t find out your, of course, call this year on who's going to the championship. Who's going to the finals, in your opinion, Mitchell? I mean, I think out of the West, it's the Lakers. Um, they're, they're both – they're top ten in offense and defensive rating. Uh, I think they're first in defense and fifth in offense in the league, um, which, you know, that's super hard. If you're top 10 in both categories, like, that's freaking nuts. So, the Lakers are going uh, from the West. I think they'll meet with the Jazz in the Western Conference Finals because the only other team that's top 10 in both is the Jazz. Uh, and then from the East, I, I think it's going to be the Nets. Uh, I, and I don't know how Kyrie – I don't know how that's going to do, but from what I've seen – with Kevin Durant and James Harden. I mean, it's looking pretty promising. And I think the Celtics aren't quite there. I think the Bucks aren't quite there, um, especially with Giannis as their main guy. Like, he doesn't have that consistent jump shot yet. And so, you know, like, like they, they, they'll blow out teams by, like, 20 points. But if they're not blowing a team out, they're probably going to lose. And so I think come playoff time, that's, you know – it, when, when you're playing a, a team like seven times in a row, you know, like you're going to have a lot of close games. Uh, so then I'll take the Nets. And then in the finals, it'll be Nets, Lakers. I will take the Lakers, uh, I think, in six. Okay, back to back. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, yeah. And, and I'll talk about the Nets. I'll, I'll talk about why with the Nets a little more 
But uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll be the Lakers. I like that. That that would be interesting. Kyrie and LeBron would make a few storylines, to say the least. Dude, oh my gosh! I mean, the, yeah, the amount of drama because it's like you know. Kyrie and LeBron, and then also LeBron and KD. And then also there's beef between LeBron and Harden because, like, Harden could never really do anything with LeBron. And, like, yeah. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of beef marinating right now. That will only make for some fun podcasts on the <laughs> road. I'm thinking in a very selfish way. <laughs> That's, for me, this is great. <laughs> I like storylines. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, um, I, I will admit, you have a lot more statistical reasons that back your prediction, my prediction. I just kind of get this feeling, and it's worked in the past. <laughs> but I'm going Bucks versus Clippers. Ooh, and I'm saying really? Bucks are going to pull the victory off. Dang. So we'll see. But that's, I just get these feelings. It's hard to explain. Yeah. That's why I always what, have the after. Denny thinks he knows. Just, <laughs> that's the whole point, man. <laughs> I'm just thinking over here. Well, because because like my thing, I was talking to someone before the off season, and I was like, man, when Giannis finds his jump shot, he's gonna be the best player in the league. Which I still think, like, if he had a consistent jump shot, he would be the best player in the league. But yeah, it it it'll be tough. Uh, and then when it comes to the Clippers, I don't know. I have zero faith in the Clippers for some reason. I don't know if it's the franchise or if it's like because they're pretty much the same team from last year. Uh, I feel like like they lost Montrez Harrell, uh, who is like a pretty big player for them, a good rebounder, a good energy guy. Uh, and so I don't know. I feel like they don't have that like extra thing. And I could be wrong. You know, like they they could just smack the Lakers in the playoffs, but I don't know. I don't I don't think they have it personally. <laughs> that is totally fine. It's just it's just <laughs> feelings I get. There's no stats that back it up. <laughs> I'm not hurt over here. I'm not crying. You're it's crying. A, it's a different kind of feelings. I promise. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and of course, I wanted to get your just overall feel for the NBA, Mitchell. Anything that you're thinking, um, you're noticing, you're noticing throughout the season. Love to hear your thoughts right now on what you see in the NBA. Well, you know what, Denny? I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> I've got some thoughts for you. No, I, 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 I want to talk about the Nets, uh, and I want to talk about like the idea of big threes and why this big three I think is different and like and like could be better, but could also be way worse than other big threes. Uh, and so, like, I want I want to go through a list. I wrote them down of like big threes from the past that are like championship amazing big threes. So you got the '90s Bulls, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, right? You got the 2008 Celtics, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. You got the Miami Heat team, LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. You got that Cavs team with LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love. The Warriors team with Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson. Or even the you know, Warriors team before that when it was just Draymond, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. And now you have this Nets, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, big three, right? And the thing that I find interesting about big threes is that you have your two main guys. So, like, with the Bull, it's your Jordan and your Pippen, right? And then you have this third guy. And the third guy is either a specialist or he's a sacrificer. And so, like, with the Bulls, the specialist, you know, Dennis Rodman, defense, rebounding, he doesn't need the ball. He brings the energy, and he's going to impact the game even if he has zero points, you know? And 
it's kind of the same thing with uh, Clay Thompson. And even though he scores a lot, he doesn't need a lot of touches to score. You know, like, I think he had a 60-point game where he only dribbled 11 times, wow. you know? And, and on top of that, he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. So that's another guy doesn't need the ball a lot and can impact the game. And then you have three examples of guys who've like sacrificed big time. So like Ray Allen, when he went to the Celtics in 08, right? He was playing for the uh, Supersonics right before, and he was averaging 26 points a game, goes to the Celtics, 17 points per game, almost a 10 point drop, right? Chris Bosh playing with the Raptors, 24 points per game, goes to the Heat, 18 points per game. And then you have Kevin Love playing for the Timberwolves, like leading the league in rebounding. He's this huge deal, 26 points per game. Then go to the uh, uh, Cavaliers, 16 points per game, 10 point per game drop. They all had to sacrifice big time, right? And so you look at this new big three and you're like, okay, well, clearly no one is a specialist outside of scoring because like they're all incredible scores right you know Kevin Durant maybe best scorer of all time James Harden one of the best scorers of all time Kyrie Irving can finish like nobody else he's incredible one-on-one player but like they all need the ball yeah you know like 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 if anything Kevin Durant probably needs it the least amount like he can still get 30 points without really like dribbling a whole lot you know just like off screens catch and shoot stuff but then you look at Kyrie Irving and James Harden and like their games I mean they're almost identical yeah you know they're both very ball dominant they both shoot a lot they're both incredible scorers but like they need the ball in their hands and so I think that's the thing because one of them's gonna have to sacrifice you know I don't see any of them volunteering for that yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the thing that's really hard. And, like, right now, Kyrie Irving's out, and so James Harden and Kevin Durant are killing it. You know, they're each getting, like, 30. James Harden getting 30-point triple-double, so many assists. And they're, and they're all so happy. They're like, oh, man, this is just so great. But, you know, like, you got to throw in another superstar who takes, like, 20 shots a game. And, and so I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do have them going to the finals because I think they're going to be that good. But I think that, like, in the finals against LeBron and AD, I think that's when, like, when people talk about, like, the chemistry, I think that's when chemistry issues are going to come up. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and, and plus, like, I mean, James Harden, I was a big uh, Houston Rockets fan for a while. I loved watching James Harden. And every year in the playoffs, he would choke. It was like clockwork. You know, he was like MVP, amazing, all NBA, come playoff times. He'd get like 15 points a game on 20% shooting. And it's like, what is going on, man? Like, I remember, I think in 2015, it was like Dwight Howard and, and uh, Josh Smith, I think. And it was like all their bench players, like Jason Terry, they won a series because James Harden couldn't do anything. That's right. And so I... All right. Yeah, so... So I don't know. I'm like, I think right now things are looking awesome. And, 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 you know, like I'm happy for James Harden cause he seems really happy and like, it seems like he's having a good time, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, you make a great point when it comes time for the playoffs, that's when team chemistry really stands out amongst the rest. Talent can obviously make you a, a playoff contender. Um, but mm-hmm. when you, when you're going up against other talented teams, there has to be some, difference and usually it's whoever wants it 
you know, it's not even just usually, it's whoever wants it the most, you know, will will definitely, you know, take the cake with that. But, you know, there, along with that, getting to that mountain peak, you got to have team chemistry. You got to be able to move the ball Un, you know, unselfish behavior. Yeah. I, I was saying a few episodes ago that I'm actually almost looking forward to more of those sideline camera cuts when they're just trying to like find out a play. And I think you're just going to see like a lot of pointing, like, no, me, right? Uh, me. Yeah, me. Yeah, me. <laughs> That's going to be entertaining. But from a basketball standpoint, it would make really good basketball headlines to see the Nets get all the way to, of course, the finals. Met with LeBron would only, you know, make sparks fly even more so. Um, yeah. But they're going to have to learn how to play team basketball um, quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, and when LeBron went to the Heat in 2011, they made the finals, but, you know, then they lost to the Mavs. Uh, and I think it was, like, because of, like, I don't know. I don't know if it was team chemistry or if, like, if it was LeBron wasn't ready at that point. But, you know, the, and they were only together for a year at that point. Uh, and so that's another reason why I think the Nets will, will, won't win in the finals if they make it because, you know, they weren't even in training camp together with James Harden. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, even though they are, like, probably the most talented team in the NBA right now, I'm, I'm doubtful they'll win, but, but I am pretty hopeful that they'll make it all the way to the finals. They're going to make it fun to watch no matter what. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's – I mean, dude – they're so talented and they're and they are fun like Kevin Durant's really fun to watch Kyrie Irving is super fun like his handles and the way he finishes around the rim and James Harden can be fun to watch like I don't, it's, I, I think sometimes this game gets a little repetitive yeah like I don't yeah because he's you know he'll like dribble 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 step back three dribble 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 drive layup you know and like that's pretty much what he does but like throw up a granny shot once in a while <laughs> just change it up on me man <laughs> go with one of those skyhook things <laughs> nice. sky, i like skyhook things <laughs> it's in the textbooks we all read <laughs> <laughs> the thing <laughs> oh my gosh well we had a lot of fun having you on the show mitchell for of course the NBA portion of First Up. We hope to have you back on the show again very soon, talking more basketball. Benny, I would love to be back on the show talking about basketball. <laughs> I even wore – I know you're not filming the, with the camera, but I even wore basketball shoes just for this occasion. And I'm going to show you, look. Everybody little... close your eyes and picture <laughs> turquoise blue – Oh my gosh, an electric red. That's what? right. I was not expecting the old two-tone. <laughs> the old mismatch. Wow. All the listeners all across the world. <laughs> I just had an amazing uh, visual in their head, and we thank you, Mitchell, for that. Hey. You keep giving us gifts that we don't know if we'll ever be able to repay you. <laughs> we'll have I'll, I'll, I'll have a different pair. I'll have a different pair next week. I'll, I'll show you. Nice. Awesome, guys. Well, that's been Mitchell Mack. That's been the basketball segment. Coming up next, we're going to be talking a little bit about fantasy football and basketball. Thank you, Mitchell. Yeah, my pleasure. Such a funny guy. Knows a ton about the NBA and has some really nice shoes. I really would have loved if you guys had a chance to see those shoes. They were electric. All righty. We're going to head right on over to Second That Emotion. Second That Emotion, we're going to be covering some 
fantasy football and basketball. As of course, like we were talking about last week, we're transitioning to fantasy basketball. Football is coming to a close, but not done yet. Now, of course, these points that I'm going to mention to you that took place from my picks last week, they're all based off of the actual NFL's website's fantasy playoffs. So, of course, DraftKings, FanDuel, it may vary. Um, but I just want to throw that one out there as the second time these guys play in the, obviously, divisional round, uh, their points double. So you're going to see some crazy points. Always feel free to reference what DraftKings may have done. But second that emotion, last week I picked Mahomes. He got 42 points. That's even with the fact that he had a concussion. Le'Veon Bell, zero points. He just lost out to the hot hand. It is what it is. But I really thought he was going to have a really big impact on that game. He got zero fantasy points. Travis Kelsey got 32. Hill got 11. And Diggs got 16 respectable all the way across the board except bell he didn't answer the bell my apologies on that i'm going to come back even stronger this week aaron Rodgers is my starting quarterback Fournette is my starting running back kelsey tight end Diggs and lazard are my starting wide receivers book it guys these guys are going to be doing some big things this week i can just feel it in my bones in regards to the NBA fantasy basketball. Uh, I'm sticking with pretty much my whole team uh, this week. I am keeping Luca in. I am keeping LeBron in, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram. But I'm switching it up a little bit. Uh, I am actually going Andre Drummond at the utility spot. Yeah, Steven Adams just didn't get the job done with four points, 12 and six. These past three games, that's not what I'm looking for. And C.J. McCollum, um, unfortunately, out now for, I believe, four weeks. So I am putting Donovan Mitchell in. So book those up as you would like, but that is what I'm feeling for this week's fantasy basketball. All righty, everybody. We're heading right on over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guess who just decided to show up? You wouldn't believe it. Ray Romano. Ray, how are you? Yeah, I'm uh I'm all right, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, I've I've been better, you know. Uh I, I wouldn't say great, but I wouldn't say bad. So, you know, uh I say that. Oh my goodness. Well, we're super excited to have you on. So uh that means something to us. Thank you for stopping by. This is gonna be a really yeah. fun time. All right, all right. Uh, so you're a sports show. Uh, I don't. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, sports. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, from I know you're from New York, Queens, New York. If that's right, I mean, so many good yeah, teams. No, yeah. Hey. Wow. You're good. You're very good at that. Yeah. I'm from Queens. <laughs> yeah. Checked out your Wikipedia page. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. All right. Yeah, I think on my Wikipedia it says uh, Kermit the Frog is my uncle, which uh, checks out with the voice. Well, yeah. I mean, we had to address the elephant in the room. <laughs> you yeah. and Patrick Mahomes, we had him on a few weeks ago. And it's like, ah, da, da. yeah, no, I know him. I know. Yeah, we're all we're all on a phone call together like once a week. We wow. All know- 
We're all like, so, uh, you hate yourself? And they're all like, yep. We're all like, all right, bye. We hang up. Wow. That is a phone call I'd love to be a fly on the wall for. That's incredible. Oh, well, I got to ask you, Ray. I have to ask you this. I've been thinking about this since, like, I don't know. I was a kid watching your show. Is it true that everybody loves you? Oh, wow. You are original, Denny. You're very, uh, very perceptive one, aren't you? No, they don't. Uh, I mean, have you met my wife? Oh, oh yeah. She likes me. Well, the show wife, that is. I have not met your actual wife. But... No, neither of them like me. No, my fake wife, my real love wife, no, they hate me. Wow. Well, that is uh, that's a bummer to hear. We yeah. love you on the show. Ah, that means so much. I can tell by your voice that it does. That's incredible, Ray. Yeah, you're Ray, just uh, flattered. We have, of course, so many good teams in New York. You got the Yankees, the Mets. Yeah, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the, the problem, the, there's too many teams in New York. Like, uh, too many I mean, teams? Yeah, I mean, come on. We got like five for each major sport. Yeah, the, the Mets, Yankees. Probably, I don't know, Red Sox are probably in New York. I don't even know about it. Then you got the Knicks, the Nets. Who else you got? You know, the Globetrotters? Uh, I don't know. Wow, Ray, I'm shocked right now. I mean, I know yeah. you said that your real wife and fake wife don't love you, but I mean, I always thought everyone loves Ray, but Ray doesn't love everybody. No, I do not. A lot of the teams, they can go. You know, they're like, you know, Montana does not have a team. So Mets, go Montana Mets. That's a good name. Go, go away. All right, good. Wow, you are really shaking things up this week, Ray. We appreciate that here at Denny Thinks He Knows. Yeah, you think you you appreciate it, and you'll listen back to this, and you'll be like, I I didn't like that. I didn't like listening to this guy at all. Oh, boy. Well, that will be future Denny's problem. (laughs) But right now, I'm loving this. Ray, we really appreciate you being on the show. We know you're a busy guy. Uh, we're going to yeah. get back to, of course, uh, you know, the show. But, hey, thanks for stopping by unexpectedly. This is a really nice surprise. Yeah, you know, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> I was driving through NoHo, and uh, now here I am. So, uh, yeah, you're welcome. Wow. Well, I guess when in NoHo, am I right? Hey, when in NoHo. Talk with Denny about sports. Just show up to the studio and talk about sports. That's how it goes. But you have to be at least like a like a C-list celebrity, at least. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa. No, no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an A, buddy. Of everybody, course you are. You said it. Everybody loves Ray. Well, between you and I, we had Mickey Mouse on last week, so. All right, yeah, no, he's he's – He's above my pay grade. All right. House and mouse. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, hey, on a high note, on a high note or on a low note, such as your voice. Yeah. We're going we're we're to we wrap this portion up. But thank you so much, Ray. We hope to have you uh, back on the show again. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know about that. It was all right, I guess. Ray Romano, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Such a good time having Ray on. Ray, you're welcome onto the show anytime. First time guest, but definitely hope it's not the last. What a blast. All righty. 
We're going to head right on over to the mailbag. We got a couple questions in the mailbag. I'm excited to uh, check out. Looks like it's a couple UFC questions. I like this. You know, it's anything you know sports show. And this kind of tests the whole do you know sports. Like we hear you talking baseball, basketball, football. Do you know your UFC, for example? Well, I'm excited for this. Uh, right off the bat, Conor McGregor's history of infamy, do you think he should be allowed back in the UFC? Well, I appreciate the question. Um, Conor McGregor has had a well-documented infamous career. Uh, Of course, temper getting the best of him and his antics that can go be list on and on. I would say no. But you know what? The media is going to push for this guy to get back in. It's the same reason NFL players that, you know, might not shouldn't be in the NFL, they get back in. Major League Baseball has steroids. Shouldn't possibly be let in. This can be found across the board. If you're talented enough and you have the the money and the ratings that go along with your name, you're going to be let back in. So with that being said, yeah, I think Conor McGregor will go back into the into UFC. Would I? No. But, hey, he brings along ratings. He's going to be brought back in. And if anything, if he has another one of his little outbursts, he's still going to be probably let back in. The guy brings in ratings, money. That's all that... Sadly, that's what a lot of these big sports, big medias, all they really care about. So that's my take on Conor McGregor. Uh, with that being said, let, fun little segue. We'll be talking about McGregor. A little spoiler alert here in a moment. I haven't been asked the top five UFC fighters, in my opinion, my take. Well, I appreciate this question as well. A little UFC heavy this week, but I, I respect that. At number five, I have Anderson Silva. Anyone that can win 17 fights in a row with that 17-fight winning streak has to be placed in a top five. That resume alone, anyone in a top five would be hungry for that. GSP at number four. GSP with two welterweight titles. Easily. Just that alone. That's like Eli Manning, like two Super Bowls. Okay, you're in my top ten, but in UFC... Yeah, GSP is going to be in my top five. You get two of those titles, you're in. Number three, Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell is just a pioneer. For modern day UFC fighting, he's a pioneer. He's in my top five. Easy. Conor McGregor, number two. Now, I know I just talked some crap on Conor McGregor. Wouldn't, Wouldn't myself let him back in? But, hey, the guy's an icon for the sport. He's in my top five. And number one, John Jones. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. John Jones, from a pure talent standpoint, heads and shoulders above anyone else that could be on this top five or just any list in UFC history. He's just, just from that standpoint alone, he's the GOAT. And I'm putting him at the number one. There's my top five. Feel free to give me more questions. Feedback on the top five. Questions about it. I'd love to hear it. We always do. Had Denny thinks he knows. All right, guys, we made it to the 
final straw. The final straw this week, I am going right back at Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is going over some rule changes for the 2021 season. And I'm doing something a little different here. I'm going to give a little bit at final straw. Now, right off the bat, I'm going to say the universal DH, they're considering keeping it, keep it. I mean, I don't know how many analogies I can give you, but if you're going to say that one league can use a DH and the other can't, but still has to put a, a pitcher in that spot in the lineup, I mean, football reference, it's kind of like saying, like, okay, one of your offensive linemen also has to go play wide receiver for you every game, unless you go play in an AFC stadium. That just doesn't make sense. Just let everyone have as many wide receivers as they want. Don't make one of them have to be an offensive lineman. Don't make one of your pitchers have to be your hitter. Give both leagues a universal DH. Designated hitter for anyone that doesn't know what a DH is. Designated hitter, all you do is hit. You don't play the field. That's fine. Let both leagues have it. All right. And then expanded playoffs. I may just be saying this because my Cleveland Indians are not doing much very well documented on this show. My frustrations with that. And I'm all for a 16-team expanded playoff. I really hope it happens. I hope the Major League Baseball decides on letting as many players as they can in once again, this may just be a very, a very biased standpoint. But the more players you have in, the more fun I think it will be. So add in as many teams as you want in the playoffs. And maybe Cleveland might get lucky and, and get in by the hairs of their chinny-chin-chin. So those are a couple of things I'm not going to give Major League Baseball a hard time on. But here comes the final straw. My final straw is two major issues I have. First is the extra innings rule, where they're just trying to speed up the game and put a guy at second base, which should just have a big old asterisk all over it. I mean, I understand if you want to do that on a shortened season, but if you're going to do that with the expectations of a full season, and just in general, I mean, that's never been the case, a guy starting at second base, and now we're starting to do it. I don't like that that's tampering too much with traditional baseball and I don't mind the whole DH thing but starting a guy at second base I mean that's not traditional baseball major major issue with that that's just all results from here on out just should have a little asterisk on it like that was pre guy starting at second base rule change and that's now post like I mean doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a fan of it. I hope they go back to old, traditional, extra innings where it's like, it doesn't matter how many innings we go. We're going to keep throwing punches till one person gets knocked out. Not, we're going to actually let you do three punches before the next round starts. That just doesn't make sense. Get rid of the guy on second base. That's not traditional baseball. I don't like it. And the other big... Issue I have is the seventh inning double headers. Two games, both seven innings. Get rid of that. What the heck? Baseball is nine innings, okay? Unless there's those fluke times where it's a rainout and it's past the fifth inning and you count that score, get rid of these double header seventh inning baseball games. That's not real traditional baseball. I don't like it. I think, once again, it should have a big asterisk on any results that come from that. And I don't like asterisks. So get rid of it. 
Both of it. The guy at second base and the, the two double headers with seven innings apiece. A, a Very dumb baseball. Focus more on getting Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame than making these little little decisions of yours to, that mess up all all results of baseball. It just doesn't make sense. Flusters me just thinking about it. All right, guys. That is my final straw. I've had enough of it. That's been my show. I hope you haven't had enough of that. You're ready for episode 11 already next week. We thank, of course, Mitchell Mack for coming on again. Ray Romano for coming on. Such a fun show. Hopefully next week I got all the brand new uh, equipment for the podcast itself. If you have some questions, feel free to send those over to me at glasserdenny at gmail.com. And until next time, I'll see you then. Uh, bye-bye.